0: The views and opinions expressed by the producers, hosts, and guests of FlashBlack Radio do not necessarily represent the views and opinions of FlashBlack or its parent company. Listener discretion is advised. You know, Trump said he wants like Sweden and Norway immigrants, which again is foolish because they don't want to come here. Of course not, but if they did, they would want more money than the current immigrants do.
1: Uh, <laughs> they would want a whole bunch of like socialized programs. Yeah, that, yeah, you know, they, they, man, they, they would want. A, they
0: probably. would demand a lot more than the like in the immigrants that are like here, just trying to make ends meet and send money back to their family. they would be know. like,
1: wait a minute, so I got to work more, probably get paid less, and. I got to pay and for my own insurance? you think I'm going to come back to work six weeks after I have this baby?
2: Nah. Gonna
1: Y'all ain't going to see me for a cool
2: off. 12 months. They, they oh, yeah. They got paternity
0: off, leave and over in Europe. They
1: gave him a year off. Like, get yeah. your whole life. Paternity
0: like, leave like, in like, Europe is like gangster. Yeah. Not even talking about maternity leave.
2: And in some countries, mandatory. It's just so different. Yeah. But come here. Struggle. <laughs> pay for your own health care. <laughs> get two weeks of paternity leave. Uh, that's new yeah that's
0: new so
2: right that you that's might true. be shamed if you take also Amen. you might get shot so there's that <laughs> get shot. with all these if not you your oh. kids because they certainly enjoy your shooting kids, up schools right? Oh, so if you're white you probably won't get shot but your kids will probably get shot because schools yeah. it's like a great commercial for America this is how we're making it oh. great
0: okay so that was T. Rich, from the last Shit You Might Have Missed episode, that was actually the day before the shooting down in Florida, the, school, the latest school shooting in Florida, um, uh, Douglas High School um, in what was it, Parkside, Florida? Parkland. Parkland, Florida. I apologize. Uh, hello, beautiful people. This is Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio. We are the usual suspects. I am Da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett the Third. And, of course, dialing in, we have the lovely, we have the illmatic, the, the like, studious, like, you know, the bare need.
2: The top 10%. K-Savage.
0: Wow, that was so, wow. Okay, Gay Savage, all right. Uh, to my left, I have the, um, what? What happened? It's okay. been a rough week. Okay, I could dig it. I can dig it. We we'll going to get into that in a second, too. Um, to my left, I got the wonderful, the awesome, the super cool
2: T. Rich, heretofore known as Okoye.
0: <laughs> and across me, I have the one and only, the magnanimous.
3: That's double. I haven't, I haven't picked my Wakandan character yet. Give me some time. No. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. All right. I didn't know we were doing that. Um uh let me just out. made it a thing, so now it's okay. You know, I got I, I pick up monikers on this show. Right. You know, I am I'm also the the uh the, well,
2: also I feel like a is very fitting.
0: I could see that, you know. Yeah, but anyway, so uh Parkland shooting. So a lot has transpired since then, but then again, kind of not a lot has transpired because we're still in the same place that we were. <clears throat> at the time we were having the conversation. And that is like a it's a lot of shenanigans in terms of like why we don't have reform. And a lot of excuses as to why we won't have like an at least have the conversation. And before we can actually make change actually I have to have a, a conversation. So there are a lot of things that have been thrown out there. So I want to uh summarily discuss a lot of them. Not all of them. Um a couple of them I want to throw out there. One, we have Donald Trump who made the statement yesterday. Uh, and by the way, today's date is February twenty-seventh, twenty eighteen. I apologize for not saying that at the top, but Donald Trump made a statement yesterday that he believed, although he's never been tested, that he would have gone into the building with or without a gun. Uh thankfully well, the Washington he did have
2: Post the option to go to war and he five times deferment. Several it. times.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um thankfully the Washington Post came through on that one and uh they posted a nice little video that I hereby posted. Since um on the uh flashback social media channels uh about trump and his response to anything res- regard being thorough or responsive no nah, not just that um there was the several times five-time deferment <clears throat> bone spurs was the uh excuse that mr trump had for the reason why he was not going to go to war i can't um,
2: go to war because my feet hurt <laughs> Basically,
0: yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, you know, they're, they're prostitutes that only make that excuse. Um, so I just want to say, um, there's that there's also the idea of arming teachers. Um, that's something I definitely want to discuss. And there's also you know, Mark Rubio having his town hall meeting and um, essentially saying that he would not say that he would not accept money from the NRA. Which is at least, I guess, honest. But you know, is, is, you know, so a lot of things I think we can discuss. I don't know who wants to start off first, but uh, by all means, jump in where you feel as though you you fit in.
2: So let's talk about arming the teachers and how dumb that is. Let's for let's go. a number of reasons, aside from like the liability and the insurance aspect of it, the training y'all can't buy teachers pencils. But you're going to buy guns. Are they going to be responsible for purchasing their own guns and bullets? Where are they keeping these guns? How are they making sure the students don't get them? Are they supposed to just keep them on their hip all day in case some shit pops off? Uh, Do we get to shoot black kids? Do you get to shoot black kids? You're talking. Be quiet. I want to shoot you. If you're a black teacher, do you want to be the one responsible for shooting this white school shooter? person when the police come in you're holding this gun there's just so many just no's and also like like while we're talking about like arming the teachers let's talk about the what was he a sheriff a deputy yeah that stood outside
0: the school resource officer
2: that was like oh man
0: so what do you he want to say about that? Because I have a, a formed opinion. So initially,
2: he way. just resigned or retired, and then um, either yes, I think maybe it was yesterday. He was like, "Oh no, like the reason I didn't go in was because I thought the gunshots were happening outside. So that's why I stayed outside. It's not that I wasn't going to the threat. I thought I was."
1: But so I'm, even what? paid good guys with guns don't stop bad guys with guns. So we should stop telling that lie.
2: Hmm. But he, I
1: mean, he, pay, he, he get paid to run into that school, right?
0: Yeah.
2: He wasn't a teacher, though.
0: That's the job he signed up for. Okay, well.
2: I mean, the whole thing is foolish.
0: Yeah, I want to go back to the whole teacher thing because you raised a lot of good points. I was actually having this conversation with my wife yesterday. Um, and I agree, a lot of the points you uh, you, you made, um, I made yesterday in, in conversation with my wife. I, for those who do not know, actually taught. That was actually my first like for real, for real gig, I guess you could say, out of college. I taught high school for two years. And let me assure you that you know, teachers are every bit as human as any other person. And, the, and one of the issues they, they keep throwing into the mix is that the, the the kid or a lot of these other people, when they're not people of color, tend to be, you know, tragic characters and have mental issues and be unhinged. But at any given time, somebody can have a moment. And I feel like um, teachers or anybody who has to deal on a regular basis with the care and well-being of another person or another people on a regular basis, that is a that is a perfect mix for something going wrong. Like you know, if you're dealing with a bunch of old people every day in the home, I'm pretty sure at some points it gets stressful. Um, dealing with somebody else's badass kids is not necessarily the most fun thing to do or most great position to be in, and it can often feel thankless. So we don't want people who are highly stressed out to have firearms at their disposal at the moment that they're having a stress break. You mean um, like
2: police officers? Mm.
0: Well, that was actually the point I was making with my wife. So what I was saying is um, there is an issue that mm-hmm. we talk about in terms of training, right? Mm-hmm. And like police officers, even even if you train, quote unquote, these, stu- these, these teachers to carry arms, they're not being trained to actually be in a, a shooting scenario. You're talking about training them how to shoot. And even if you're training them how to shoot, you're not training them how to actually interact with a moving target, uh, finding cover, keeping in mind that there are other students and administrators that might be unarmed who need help. There are a lot of factors that go in there, but here's what I do know.
2: Hmm? Assessing a threat.
0: Right. Here's what I do know. What I do know is from my interaction with police officers, I will say this and I'll make it personal. My interaction with police officers, all of it has not been bad. I've had good interactions with police officers where I felt like, oh, that was a really nice interaction. And I feel at ease after I left. And there were times I'm like, yo, that was really just like not good. That was not a cool thing. Um, I've noticed, though, that a lot of police officers that come into a situation hot, and then when I mean hot is just their tone and how they interact with people, a lot of that is because they have a firearm. At the end of the day, if you have a gun on you, you kind of feel that like you can set the tone and do whatever you want to do. So the like the, the the illusion or perspective or perception of authority is solidified in the officer's mind by the gun he has on his hip. Because the average pedestrian or the average civilian, rather, does not walk around with a gun on his hip to counter the way that they're being approached. So if you have that type of mentality with a teacher, it shifts the the power balance between teacher and student or administrator student like in a in a sick way and like it, it makes it even more uneven so i think it changes the dynamic in an unhealthy way and i just don't think it's i don't think it's smart and not only were you saying like assessing the threat i know like this if people are scared and somebody has a gun there're going to be a lot of people who are accidentally shot cuz if you got somebody come around a corner and they don't know who's around the corner and they're just running to safety and you have a gun that person running around the corner, the average person who has no experience is not going to be able to assess that, wait, that's not a threat and let me not shoot them. It's just point blank, period. It's just the idea of Army student. I mean, Army teachers and administrators is ridiculous. And I think it's one of those things that's probably been an NRA playbook for a while. And I think they probably try to put it at like, well, you get a tax break if you do this. And, you know, they're trying to make all these incentives to, to actually push it. But at the end of the day, it's reckless and irresponsible. And it's like the idea that I as a teacher would be responsible for putting my life on the line. Now I got set between bullets. Like word? That's that's the job. And I ain't get paid no more on top of that. What? Nah, naja. Joe.
2: And also just the idea of <clears throat> taking someone's life. Like I don't think that should just
0: That you know. Because a lot right. of times it's a student. A lot of times we come back, those those shooters were either people that worked at the school or went to the school. So, you might not like that kid, don't mean you want to kill him. And why is that your responsibility? Isn't that what we pay the police for? I'm sorry. Yeah. So, another great idea by your
2: president.
3: Uh, I, I have so many thoughts on this. Um, and I, I truthfully, I don't even know which one to start with. So, I'll simply say this today, I've been thinking about this scenario was the spark for this thought process. Uh, But I've been thinking overall about the cowardice of Republican rhetoric. Hmm. They're constantly talking about how we lose, how we get beat by other countries and and economics and manufacturing and and all that—they're they, always talking about how we lose. We follow the principles of Republican rhetoric, and we do lose. But we don't lose because we get beat by other nations. We lose because we concede, we give up. Republicans are the first one to say you can't have universal health care. You just can't do it. You can't cover everybody. That's a concession. You're admitting that we can't do it. We can't get education to everybody, to every child, to every adolescent who wants to go to college in this nation. We just can't do it. You know, they don't operate from the perspective of, yeah, everything's impossible until you do it. There was a motherfucker that said, you know what? I think we should go to the moon. What? Have we done that before? (laughs) No, it wasn't possible until it was possible. We couldn't do it until we did it, and they just concede. So now, in this debate, they're just conceding. Kids are going to die. They're going to die. When you say less armed teachers and less armed administrators, you're conceding the point that some kids are going to die. Instead of saying, is it possible for us to create a scenario where no kids die? If you follow the logic, it's possible. Is it a guarantee? No. Is, are there outliers to every situation? Yes. But if you start with the premise that you don't want any kids to die by gun attacks in school, then you say, let's try to prevent the person who would kill kids in a school from having a gun in the first place. That's where you start. And then you deal with the logistics of how you actually execute that. You don't start with the premise saying everybody in this country can't have a gun. And we're going to talk to take the guns away from law abiding citizens. Everybody at least agrees with the first premise that that person that shot those kids, that guy that shot up that nightclub, those kids in Columbine who killed those other students, Dylan Roof, you start with the premise that that those people should not have guns. And then you reverse engineer it from there. But when you say you got to arm good guys so that they can stop bad guys with guns, you're conceding that someone that doesn't, that should not have a gun in the first place is going to have the gun and they're going to kill some kids. And we need somebody else there with a gun to be able to stop them before they kill too many kids. When you start that kind of reasoning, what's the threshold? How many deaths are acceptable to you? Because you're already conceding that some are acceptable just with that line of thinking. It's cowardice of the highest order. And it's Republican rhetoric. And they give up on everything before we even try to do it and i am grateful that these kids regardless of what school they're from, what state they're in, what race they may be are saying we as kids are tired of this foolishness of watching adults who are supposed to be putting mechanisms in place to protect us conceding the fact that we're going to die if we go to school it's ridiculous and so the kids are saying, look, peep game. You adults are not the future. We are. You're not always going to be running the show. At some point, we are. Keep buying your time. Eventually the change is going to happen. I always points to point to the election results and it shows how they give the them they show the metrics of how the youth voted. And the youth vote was overwhelmingly progressive. If only young people voted, we would not be dealing with the foolishness that's in the White House right now. We'd be dealing with a different type of foolishness, but that's a different discussion. So I'll simply say, I think I'll leave the point there. Republican rhetoric is cowardice. It's always been cowardice, and I'll say the modern Republican Party, not the Republican Party that was the party of Lincoln, that was the abolitionist party that tried to free the slaves. We know that that it's Republican Party from a couple hundred years ago switched is not anyway. the hundred, not the Republican Party that we have right now. It switched
0: All anyway right? because they used to be Dixiecrats and they they
3: they switched. So I'm simply saying that it's been it's cowardice.
0: Yeah, I would like to add. You're saying there's a concession not only were they conceding or are they conceding with the idea that it's okay for kids to... I mean, that, that, um, that kids are going to die, but they're conceding that it's okay. Right. And that's that's the that's the little nuance that'll add to it. Yeah, it's okay. Well,
1: I, I think that if we are talking about Republicans as politicians, then the rhetoric that we can't have gun control is cowardice, you know, because they're conceding that we can't, you know, we can't stop children from being killed. But I think if you look at it as... The talking points of the NRA, which actually speak for the gun lobby, who manufactures weapons of war, you know, as their bread and butter, then it's not a concession. You know what I'm saying? That children will die. It's a reality of their industry that people will go out and slaughter with these weapons, because, quite frankly, that's what they were intended to do, because the NRA disguises itself as being this organization, you know, of the people but really, it represents manufacturers. And so I think that, you know, we have to really not consider it to be cowardice and consider it to be caping, you know, like they are caping for their election fund, you know what I'm saying? And so if they have to cape for their election funds, then they are going to do what they have to do to protect the NRA. I think Georgia right now is a case mm-hmm. in point. You've got Georgia legislature. Uh, threatening to uh, recall um delta tax uh,
2: fuel tax. Uh, yeah, tax
1: break that was that that was um a, on jet fuel that was targeted to benefit Delta as uh, Georgia's largest private employer. But now all of a sudden that Delta is doing a the boycott, they like, oh no, you know what I'm saying. we can't allow delta to be political, you know what I'm saying we can't allow corporations to be political. So, we're going to take back this uh, tax break if they don't uh, reestablish their relationship with the NRA. And I just feel like Delta is looking, you know, at the legislature. I don't know what their response is, but on some level, Delta got to be looking at the legislature like, um, yeah, them kids that got up there and called bullshit, they are the ticket buyers of the future. Y'all niggas are dying, old people. So, you know what I'm saying? What we're going to do is we're going to go with what the public thinks and we're going to, you know what I'm saying, continue to be profitable because I think the one thing that is cowardice on the Republican part is not admitting the fact that, you know what I'm saying, if we are talking about market and voters being a market, then the market says that we want gun control. We don't want weapons of war on the street, you know, and so it's cowardly to not want to give in to, you know, to to, to respond to your constituents, you know, because the market is saying, that we don't want this, but, you know, they are only uh, interested in what uh, the market wants and market forces when it benefits them. And, you know, it does not benefit them to uh, be on the bad side of the NRA because right now they don't take a look around and see that their constituencies will vote for them because they are passing gun control. Okay. You
0: know, and, so I, I just want I just wanted to say, because you, you started off with that and you came back around to it. I think that is actually the embodiment of cowardice. Because if they're if they're saying that because the NRA is not going to approve of me speaking against raising the limit from 18 to 21 for people to be able to acquire uh, assault rifles, and there's been a lot of like what? obfuscating conversation as to what an assault, assault rifle is, like oh, AR-15 is not an assault it rifle, it's you know blah 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 blah, and then we get into the weeds, whatever. A it's big powerful. ass gun that can shoot really fast to kill a lot of people in a very short period of time. That's what we're talking about.
2: I mean, but weren't they? Didn't they even have difficulty passing legislation to get rid of bun, uh, bump stocks? They did. Which basically and, and no, it just, a regular... it just dropped that off. Was,
3: that was bipartisan. That was bipartisan. They like it dropped off. on it, and then the, yeah, the debate just, it just dropped it off just because you no,
0: know why? Because the pressure dropped off. So like after the Vegas thing or whatever, you know, more Trump tomfoolery mm-hmm. and people just forgot about it. So it's like, okay, well, NRI is like, all right, well, that's good for us. This, that's all this is. Like it's one like, like catastrophe after another that causes people to forget because what was going on prior to this whole school shooting thing was like Kelly was going to have to go in front of the public and start making clarifications as to what was going on in the White House in terms of people having security clearances and not, you know, you know, or sp- they were supposed to have security clearances like the Dude Porter, like, okay, like you've been in the White House for like a year, but you got no security clearance, but you've seen top secret stuff and what's going on, and then the school shooting happened and that dropped off. So now like the school shooting, they expected it to be dropped off by now, mm-hmm. but because the kids have the kept kids the conversation going. It. Yeah. And the and the thing that's crazy is they're now being dubbed the active shooter generation. Mm. That is. You actually know what's the crazy moniker.
2: to me? So a uh, 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 person I'm friends with on Facebook. She posted that her daughter, who is, I guess she's probably about nine, nine or ten. Her daughter came home one day and said, hey, mom, I'm safe. And She was like, OK. She's like, oh, yeah, apparently there was like a, a threat made that somebody was going to come shoot up our school. And the mom was like, I had no idea. I had no idea this even happened. She was like, yeah, but apparently it was a school that just had a name similar to ours. So just want to let you know I'm safe and just kind of moved on like this whole normalization of school shootings and you know I mean you the we never had to contend with any of this shit. It was just Nah.
0: But it's just it's it's just ever so often or ever so slightly just moving the needle to like okay just edge it. Because a lot of people thought would have thought with Newtown. It's like with when you literally talk about like babies being killed. Like babies.
2: After that I was like we are monsters.
0: When you talk about that and then the conspiracy theories that came out of it was they were actors like those weren't real people they were actors and they're doing that now with the the (coughs) excuse me with the parkland thing Mm -hmm. they're actors this is not real this is all conspiracy theory it's just the amount of like obfuscation and denial and baiting and switching that happens when we try to have rational and relevant conversations that affect the thread of like sanity and decency in this country it's just unreal in terms of like where we are, the idea that you're scared to go against the NRA when the NRA does not run this country or should not be given the keys yes, to run this country. They have a lot of influence. I'm not going to say they don't, but I'm saying at the end of the day, they're not elected officials. You are. And like the last three successful presidential campaigns, um, both Barack Obama's and Trump's, um, did not necessarily need the influx of big cash dollars. Now, Trump did get them, but he didn't even use any of his own money really because he was getting so much like FaceTime on Fox and CNN and all that other stuff he didn't have to like use traditional means that people were using and Barack Obama was clearly glass grassroots. So there are ways to actually be able to not use the NRA or you know big tobacco. Who you don't have to, to use these people. Why do you want to be in their pocket in the first place?
3: Why? I mean everybody's afraid to lose what they have. Mm-hmm. That's what conservatism is all about. Even That's why you look at a situation, you see people in Congress who have a certain amount of power and the influence that exists the way it does now enables them to operate the way they operate now. And if you change that, there's a fear. What if I lose my power? What if I lose my influence? If affluent people start leveling, in the, leveling the playing field so other people, other Americans have opportunities, is there enough to go around? They don't know. Of course the answer is yes, but they don't know; they're not sure. So their goal is to keep everything they have, and if they gotta step on other people to keep them down, so they don't have to share what they have, then they'll do that. And then you look at uh, look at the look at the probably one of the saddest stories in the history of this country: the poor white. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, really, ridiculously sad tale. The white people all, are
2: poor, different from the way black people are poor.
3: They got all this privilege, right? But then they don't get any of the benefits that the affluent white gets. But the only thing they enjoy is that they, can they look down on other people. They can look down on other people. I'm still white, and they think that that's the only thing that they're ever gonna have. So they don't want to lose that either. At every level, people are afraid to lose what they have. And all I'm saying is, maybe what we have really ain't that much. Maybe there's more. That we can have if we just do things different But you know people like to do the same thing over and over again And expect a different result um, I'm not like a, a etymologist Or anything like that So you know History of words ain't really my thing I just like to use them But I, I think that's the definition of insanity I've heard it uh, stated um, I don't know how you're going to just keep the same cycles going on and on and then the cognitive dissonance to go along with it to see year after year decade after decade you keep Enacting these same policies you keep following the same rhetoric the same BS keeps happening behind it But you'll get on a radio show and say Republican Party Republican politics uh, has been the best our policies has been the best for this nation
0: And for the last 30 40 years we've seen like pop Republican uh, presidents the, 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 <laughs> the economy's been in the shitter <laughs> <laughs> like Reagan, Bush, Bush, <laughs> it's, it's like been proven out over decades. It's a ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> Christy, I saw you shaking your head earlier uh, um, and uh, agreeing with, with some of what Slim was saying, or maybe all of what Slim was saying. Did you want to respond at all, or well, I think add my on?
1: Big, I think my biggest um, kind of takeaway from this shooting is that. It's not so much that this is the moment where reform actually comes. This is not the moment where reform actually comes. But this is the moment where a long-term sustainable movement, you know, at the real grassroots level, that's not just a couple of upset moms, you know, is really taking hold because the reality is, you know, when Anna Gonzalez got up there and, you know, publicly called bullshit, you know, what she did was speak for an entire generation of children who have been allowed to sit in classrooms and be slaughtered by adults. You know, adults have allowed this to happen. and you know, because I think that there's the adults who are always like, "Oh, this is not the time to talk about gun control, you know, and then there's, you know, the the adults who are then, you know, shamed into silence because, you know, they, you know, acquiesce to, oh, well, maybe this isn't the moment. And even though there's always been pushback on that, eventually they shut up, you know, so clearly, you know, it's not the moment. But I think that, you know, children as voters, you know, and I think that it's, it's really poignant that it happened in a high school. Because you know, it's a bunch of children who are about to be 18 who are about to be able to vote, you know, mm-hmm. who are looking at midterm elections in this very politicized uh point in history that we live in, and they're like, Yeah, niggas, we can vote, you
2: mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
1: So, y'all keep doing this cute shit all you want to, you know what I'm saying? But I predict, you know, personally, that they got about five years of this left because you know, those Columbine kids are in their uh, what early, early, the mid, mid. 20s mid to late 20s Now nah, columbia
0: older than that columbia was already high school that was a while ago
1: right so, so right so they're in their mid to late 30s you know and you know then we have you know a whole bunch of kids after that you know and so i think that we look at as baby boomers you know kind of like die out of power because let's be honest baby boomers are not retiring they are going to have to die out of power as baby Dragon boomers die out of power offices you know, really it's going to be the millennials who step in because, you know, the Generation Xers and the Xennials, you know, we're, too, we're we're not too old, but we are too old. You know, we're too old to really, you know, be stepping up as leaders that are making change because too many of us have bought into and continue to profit from um, a system. And so too many of us will want to buy into, you know, that kind of neo, neoliberal uh, kind of uh, fake progressive. Um, way of thinking and being and like the the younger generation just isn't having it but we're also looking at a generation of children who it's not just gun control that they're questioning I think that they're able to challenge the system because they don't believe in capitalism you know what I'm saying they don't believe in capitalism they don't believe in religion they don't believe in a lot of the organizations and institutions
0: that
1: for uh, a long time have really um, kind of stifled progressive change Um, so I'm really interested in seeing what the kids do in the long term
0: so I think Krista brings up a lot of good points. Uh, T. Rich, I want to ask you. Um, we we've had a lot of I think changes. Like you know, not too long ago, we had something that they, the media dubbed the 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 Arab Spring, mm-hmm. they had all these different countries in the quote unquote Middle East and similar regions who were having all these changes in their in their climate. And I feel like <clears throat> in our country, we're having a lot of changes too that people don't necessarily see the commonality between but would you uh, think that there maybe is some something going on in terms of like the marginalized people or groups or demographics within this country are kind of like starting to get their shit together or, or starting to get traction not necessarily get their shit together but to get traction between the me too movement and times the up and
2: women's march movement yeah yeah, yeah.
0: there's a, i feel like there's a lot of stuff going on right now over the last like couple years and i think like donald trump in a weird way is an impetus a motivating factor. I'm not saying that he should get credit for it, but I do think his his presence is, would, would you, we how do you a lot feel about that? to bring that?
2: people together to kind of voice their concerns and nah. complaints in a positive way, yeah.
0: So what what are your thoughts?
2: I just say, yeah, that's what my thoughts. Okay. Sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I agree. Real succinct. <laughs> I agree with Real those, succinct, yeah. Assessment. Okay.
3: All right. Yeah. It's like Dave Pell. Say he's like, nothing makes him feel better than when we all hate <clears going throat> Trump together. Yeah. <laughs> like, that he feels especially American when that when that Mofo does something terrible or says something terrible, and everybody kind of collectively is like, Ugh. like no, nah. even even people who uh, uh, support him because their agenda is more important than humanity, they even say like, uh, I may not agree with what he said, or I wouldn't have phrased it that way, or I wouldn't have said that. Like they can't just let it go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They can't just gloss over it because it's that bad. So in that way, like you said, I don't think you should get credit for it. But, you know, sometimes it takes like a, a really, really egregious antagonist, you know, to bring to get people on the same page. You know, now, I think I've said on previous podcasts, you know, I'm I'm really hopeful that the Me Too and Time's Up movement um, maintains um, some momentum and, and keeps its traction. Um, you know, you gotta say, it's really difficult for movements to do that because so many terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's easy. I think that fortunately, people's brains are really comprehensive, uh, you know, mechanisms. And we can, you know, multiple some, things can hold. Some people's brains. Some people's brains are comprehensive <laughs> mechanisms. And, well, their brains, their actual physical no, no, no. brains. Are comprehensive mechanisms. Some. They may not possess the intelligence Some. to leverage it.
0: You probably. see, we see, see them doing it. <laughs> <Some. laughs>
2: I think one of the more interesting things, though, is that because it's now not just people of color, it's you mm. know, it's children, it's white children, mm. it's women, it's um, so it's a little more difficult to just say like you know the niggas right and again and so we can just kind of like eventually push that to the side and not pay it any attention because these things are hitting people of different demographics, mm. different… And it's ra-
0: cross-section intersectionality, right?
2: Right. And so it's like, okay, now it's affecting me. And so when it's something that's, you know, happening to you instead of just like, oh, man, look at the shit Slim is going through. That's fucked up. But that's happening to Slim. That ain't got shit to do with T. Rich. The story of my life. And so then when it's like, oh, so now it's happening to me or I'm being <coughs> affected in some way, it's like, okay, well, let me pay a little more attention to what you're saying. Oh, and no.
3: White people on opioids. We got
2: to do something about this. Drugs are a problem. <laughs> but jail is not I, the answer. I didn't know. I, I
1: also I did. feel like the white people are affected by gun violence differently. And so a lot of the laws that are going to be passed that affect Kind of like the, the school shooting, public shooting violence are not laws that are really going to alleviate gun violence in the black community. And I think that, you know, we, you know, as people in the inner city dealing with, you know, kind of like personal violence, not mass violence, um, you know, like ma- mass on the scale of, you know, numbers, but not mass on the scale of, you know, large, you know, numbers of people uh, killed at one point in time, I think that, you know, handgun violence is the thing that really plagues, you know, inner city communities and black and brown communities, whereas, you know, weapons of war, you know, being sold for sport and then getting into the wrong hands are the kind of violence that plagues uh, white communities when we think about school shoots. And so I think that we are going to see a real divide when those laws get passed, and much in the way you see the divide between, you know, feminists of color and uh, white feminists, because ultimately. A lot of their issues will get addressed when it comes to gun violence and a lot of ours won't. Um, and I think that while there is this coalition, you know, that they have that form, you know, uh, it'll look a lot like gay marriage, you know, like, you know, it'll be a lot of you know white people. Getting the things that they want and feeling like we hit a milestone. And I think there's going to be a lot of people of color who are still looking like, but well, we still got the same old problem. Um, so, I think that'll be
0: it. I've um, and that that was that was very uh, well put, Christy. Um, I've <clears throat> listened to um, different talk shows. Um, I think we all have on this on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Listen to different talk shows, different podcasts, and talk shows. Yeah, yeah, talk shows, like, like, yeah, you know, it happens sometimes. Um, and one of the talk shows that I listen to on a regular basis on SiriusXM is Karen Hunter show, which I've said before. It's actually one of the inspirations for this podcast, actually. Um, and Karen Hunter has said on a number of occasions, she said, you know, anytime you want to shift something or maybe people take notice, you if you're willing to, like, basically infiltrate. So she had a couple of things. She was saying basically if a bunch of black people, you know, decided to, you know, run as I mean, our switch their affiliations or register as Republicans, then Republican Party would be forced to be more sensitive um, to to our needs. And the gerrymandering is not gonna have the same effect. If, if you have a whole bunch of black people registered as Republicans, mm-hmm. like how do you how do you split that shit up? Um, but more to the point of this conversation she was saying if a bunch of black people in mass went and registered for gun licenses like to the tune of like three four or five million mm-hmm. then they probably want to make some change like wait a minute all, all, all these mammals what, what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> like wait a minute and I, I think I think there's some there's some some uh credence to that that line of thinking so I just think um there are a lot of people who can legally own guns and just don't Um, But I've been seriously considering at a minimum getting a gun license.
2: Um, Having a license doesn't keep you from getting killed.
0: I'm not saying it does. I'm not saying it does. So I don't
2: necessarily know if I agree with the I, the concept that if a bunch of black people go and get gun licenses, that's going to do anything. I mean, the police are still killing people, black folks in mass. And so, I mean, even if you just look at somebody like Philando Castile, who was licensed, mm-hmm. who informed the police, "I have a gun, it's on me," and he still died. So to say, like, oh, if we all go get guns and, and
0: Well, that's a different part of the conversation. So this is a very nuanced conversation. I don't disagree at all with what you're saying. And I was suggesting. I'm talking talking about from like
3: a legislative legislative perspective. perspective
0: Specifically specifically in terms of like, okay, we want to move this conversation in terms of where we have stake and leverage in how this conversation works. Like, okay, so you want to keep... Think about it like this. We can go back historically and look at basically how the Black Panther Party was formed. For those of us on this podcast, we're all aware... Black Panther Party was formed because the people that were supposed to be policing our communities looked nothing like us, had no regard for us, had no understanding of us, and could treat us any way they wanted to. So they could brutalize and or kill and or violate us in any way they saw fit, and there would be no repercussions. So Black Panther Party comes in, they form, they basically get organized, and not only do they do that, they start looking at the laws. They say, okay, well, we can actually carry guns openly in public. Because that's on the books. Mm-hmm. And how quickly did they change those laws?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: When a whole bunch of like, people stepping in unison with black skin and like, had uniforms, essentially, it got scary to them. They weren't doing anything that the law did not allow. But once they started using the law to their, to their, um, to their ends, it changed the conversation. So then they had to walk around with guns that weren't loaded So it's like, okay, well, we can have guns. You just said we can't have loaded guns, you know? And it just became this moving, like football, like moving goalposts. But it did start a conversation. So I don't disagree with you at all in terms of like uh, police officers. That's a whole different conversation. And honestly, I really feel like policing should be more indicative and representative of the people that you're actually policing. Like in terms of like the guy that's policing me, I should be able to know that person. He should be in my community, Mm -hmm. of my community. You know what I'm saying? like You know say so He doesn't necessarily have to have my... Because I don't believe that every police, police officer that's brown is good. Mm-hmm. And that every police officer that's white is bad. I don't believe that. But I do believe that they should have an understanding of me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just because I have a specific type of car or I'm driving to a, a specific neighborhood, doesn't mean that I'm doing anything outside of my right to do as a, as a citizen. And I right, believe...
1: they
0: should have be my neighbor. Hmm? I mean, I, I believe that they do the same thing with teacher programs. Like, you know, okay, if you if okay, if you want like, you know, to buy a house, you know, if you're going to teach, like, you know, like, okay, well, these are some incentives in terms of like, you know, home buyer incentives for mm-hmm. being a teacher. It'd be the same thing I mean, for policing. Like, you know, to live in this community, this is what's gotta happen. But you're not just living in a community, you actually have to be a part of it. You can't just like park your car there and say part of the community. Like
1: I need it to be more than incentives though. I need it to actually be a residency requirement. I need you to have to live in a municipality in which you teach, in which you uh, are any kind of part of the civil service, or where you are a police officer.
0: I literally just said that. <laughs> but uh, we agree. We agree. I, I think that's, that, I well, think no, that's important. Well,
1: no, you were saying incentives to buy.
0: And no, I, I followed that up after that, though. I said that, no, they, they should, that you can't just park your car there. You should actually live there and be a part of the community. Like, don't just like just say you live there and you just lay your head there and that. Like, you need to actually be involved in the community. They need to know who you are. You need to know who they are. So no, we, we, I I think we agree on that.
2: Oh, sorry that I, chairs making a
3: lot did, of noise. Yeah, That's all right.
2: Your chair got real farty. Um yeah.
3: the, <laughs> the Black Panther farty is a, the whole different thing. The, I think the police, like, look, solving the problem of police killing. Uh, Black folks.
0: That's a whole. That's a that's a
3: like. (laughs) You gotta that you gotta have an impact on how people are socialized (laughs) from their youth. You gotta have an impact on implicit bias. You like. You gotta have more
0: people that are in like ranking positions in the police office. Police police police
3: training is not gonna be the only thing that solves it like how people are raised and what people are taught in their homes has to change like there's so many things and you can't ignore the punitive aspect of it and legislation is not necessarily the solution because having laws um that would hold police officers accountable for committing murder um would be awesome but you also got to have a court system that will prosecute and convict police officers for doing it. And to solve that problem, you need to affect how judges are socialized when they're born in their homes and how implicit bias affects the way they and see it. And even before
2: world. that, you have so. to have um, the same kind of situation with the prosecuting attorneys because when they're presenting it before the grand jury. Like if they don't make a case, like you don't have to make a case before the grand jury to get the case brought before the judge and I think a lot of times that's one of the things that happens it's like oh yeah well you know and then the grand jury is moving forward with the information that they they have right but if you don't want to provide them with information that's going to lead to the conviction
0: I, I would also like to say with regard to because I believe it's also there's so many moving parts to that I believe that there needs to be like from the top down there needs to I'm totally sorry. cool. I'm just
2: having a lot of issues <laughs> hey, today with like right. I feel like good. Edward Scissorhands over here.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like that there needs to be from top to bottom there needs to be people in positions of color that need to be able to have a say. I believe there should be oversight boards from people in the community that have a, a legitimate say in terms of like if there's something that happens negatively in the community that the people in the community get to have a say in terms of what happened and that actually is for real, built it, baked into the process. And I believe before they even become a police officer, there needs to be an assessment that really like, why the hell do you want to become a police officer? Do you just want to carry a badge and a gun? Like, do you like, do you like the idea of power? Or do you want to actually serve people?
2: I and you I don't have, have a... that
0: question as much with people who are EMTs. You know what I mean? Or, or or like, you know, fire department. Why do you want to run into a burning building? I think it's clear that you want to help people, most people. Or some people's like line of business, that's family. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day you still have to run into a, like a burning building that's the job but I'm sorry go ahead
2: No, just to kind of piggyback off of that one of the um legislations that was approved in New York is they're hiring um, social workers I want to say I want to say for starters there's only like 300 social workers to um the police departments so that they go out with them and can kind of do some of that de de-escal- the de-escalation I hate that word De-escalation. I love it. It's the appropriate word. I love, I love it.
0: I love it when it's gonna save lives.
2: Right. Um, and so I mean, it's a good pilot program, and hopefully, it will expand in New York and it will spread, you know, across the nation. Not saying that social workers are the be all end all, but we're pretty fucking awesome. And so any kind of you know thing that you can kind of put in there to kind of take, like you were saying, sometimes when officers go in hot mm-hmm. and they're here, yeah, um, and you don't always have to be here. Yeah. Sometimes you can just like be here yeah. and stay here. Yeah. And then everybody walks away a lot.
0: Yeah. I give I give a good example. And it is not it's not always even a situation about um necessarily a crime being committed or like, yo, know, it could just be like like I said, anybody can have a moment at any given time. You don't necessarily like know what somebody's going through from day to day. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes people just have a lot on their plate. Today was not the most pleasant day for me. And I wasn't necessarily my best me today. Um <laughs> it that just is like a what it is. testimony, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I remember this is actually like I actually had to like um, crash at your place. This is years ago. Um, there was a snowstorm and it knocked out the power on my, on my condo flight, like, and my power was out for like two days straight. And I was just like waiting for my power to come out I'm Like it'll be back on in a couple hours. And like everybody's power on was on around me except for my like <laughs> complex. So I'm looking oh, at like civilization <laughs> oh. all around me, and I'm freezing my ass off. So finally, I get in my car and I head over to her, uh, over to T Rich's house or whatever, because I'm a crash or whatever. And like coming down the hill where I live, um, it's like you come over a hill and you have like maybe like 200 feet to a stoplight. Now, mind you, if it's snowing and ice and all the other stuff, whatever, you don't necessarily have the same braking that you would, even if you're not going that fast. So when I came over the hill, as I was like approaching the light, the light turned yellow. So I accelerated through the light because stopping was just going to mean I was going to be in the middle of the intersection. Mm-hmm. And I go through the light as yellow as I go through the light. Police officer like throws on his sirens as soon as I go through the light, pulls me over. It's so cold that my window won't even roll down. So I have to physically open my door because I can't roll down my window. Mm. And the dude yanks my door open. And just goes in on me. He's like, he's like, yo, you ran that red light. I said, no, the light was yellow. He said, no, I got on my I got on my camera. I can run it back if you want to. If I had just gone through that light, you would have hit me. Ain't that a bitch? And he just walked away. <laughs> and he just walked away.
2: Wait, like, like, but like
0: like you gotta understand that like, listen, listen to what I'm saying. As somebody who like 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 okay, like anytime a siren goes on, uh-huh. whether I've committed a crime or not, which I haven't, <laughs> but I'm nervous so I because I don't know what's gonna what's gonna approach me so <laughs> ain't that a bitch yeah wait, wait, wait a minute <laughs> yeah 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 so like literally so I'm opening my door to like make sure I'm accommodating him when he comes up because like you know I don't know why he's pulling me over but I don't want to be one of those things like roll down your window my window won't roll down roll mm. down your window my window won't roll down I just like just open the door like mm. make it this dude literally yanks the door open and just starts cursing exactly. at me you know what I'm saying he That's just old. walks away he didn't like he gets to this car and just drives off no ticket, no nothing. It was just like who knows the type of day that dude was having. You know what I'm saying? But there are people who have those same kind of days, and that shit goes into some other some other thing, mm-hmm. or some other like assumption about the person that you're pulling over. This person's this way. I don't know if you remember the Crutcher guy who got shot, and they said, "Oh, he was he. Oh, he's on high. Her husband was the the husband was in the helicopter when the wife was on the ground, mm-hmm. and they just had training about drug use or whatever." So they they all oh, like so everybody in their mind I'm assuming was like on drugs oh mm-hmm. he's definitely high oh he you know he's definitely high and he's on like, PCP yeah yeah it's, it's it's crazy so yeah I mean that that's a whole another conversation when right you,
3: there when you when you mix a person's individual <clears throat> experience with uh, systemic things like uh, and, and psychological phenomenons like implicit bias you know it, it just exacerbates uh, the issues that you face use some worse, Slim when you. <laughs> I don't even know which word taxidermy. You're, you're I from. love them <laughs> taxidermy. And in Oncologist. In the in, in this, the spirit of uh in the spirit nothing. of words. Yeah, you you keep you keep listening to your random words. This I feel good about it. Uh, specious. T- <laughs> really? What? Really, dude? Oh, you're okay. gonna take it back to specious? Okay. Oh um, sorry. T Rich used a a great word that I actually love. De escalation. De Um, de-escalation. um and, you know, I hear a lot of people say, oh, cops need to be trained to de escalate. They're not trained to de escalate. But, you know, 2016, 2017, I saw a lot of videos on social media where we, we were showing uh, black folk getting shot by cops and then we, or getting, being body slammed by cops when they were just like leaving the pool. And we mm-hmm. see other videos where there'd be a white person with a gun waving it.
2: Hey, sir, Clearly excuse me, sir, what's going on?
3: Cops trying to talk them down.
2: Why are you carrying this gun? Where, where are you going? What's up? It's
3: like, so what's you say- What's going on? And that's you the whole understanding- they
2: trained in de-escalation, but
3: some of the mofos already know how to de-escalate, so what's the choice. difference? It's a choice. Is it, is it, but is it that particular cop? Is it- It's always going to be the cop, the, Is yeah, it the it, systemic it, problem? It's, and no, it's the, the choice know? of
0: the cop, because at the end of the day, you're talking about people like, you know, to be fair- You know, if you look at it like from a position, like I can't speak to how many hours of de-escalation training an officer might get, Mm -hmm. but we know that there's a mandatory amount of time that every police officer needs to get shooting their gun in a specific month. Mm -hmm. This is a thing. You have to stay like, you know, capable in terms of using your weapon. Mm -hmm. And I I can't remember the exact footage or the, 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 the distance or whatever, but... I have a friend of mine who's a police officer. He was like, "Yo, how? What? What is the distance you, uh, average uh, shootout takes place at?" And I was like, "I don't know, like twenty, thirty feet." He's like, "No," and he said, "I was like 15? He's like, five. He's, he's, like "He's like five to eight feet." I'm like, mm-hmm. what the, "Who the fuck? Like, who needs to be that close to shoot out? Like, like, but that's what it is." Mm-hmm.
2: But this is also <laughs> the thing we said earlier when we started recording this: um, that de-escalation is not sexy. It's not fun. It's not fast.
0: No, sexy though.
2: Living. It's very sexy. Going home. You
0: know, I, I like to see how I like to age a little bit every day. It's like, you know, I'm just, you know, right now I'm just feeling a little bit of gray on my balls. Just like, you know, <laughs> just, just, just try to
3: just. just <laughs> Hashtag the new
0: safari.
2: <laughs> Love.
0: Look, what we not going to do,
3: we're going to use
0: that as a transition. Let's talk about Black Panther. No. The Bleak Panther. The Bleak Panther.
3: The Panther.
2: So just to be clear, we're not talking about Safari's penis. When I'm we not. Say the
0: well, I, I have no frame it. of I'm reference, I'm, I'm, nor I'm do I plan to, to have not one. See it? I'm yes. going to
3: avoid it at all. Cause. I didn't know
0: about it until uh, literally like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's by hearsay, you. not by seeing. Yeah. Just I've seen be so
3: many references to it on social media. I've been. I've, I see like a reference. I'm like, I, I dodge. I'm like, I don't. I actually don't want that. You on dodge my, like Trump was dodging
0: draft Uh draft draft.
3: Yeah, way more than five times. I'm like, I'm like, look. Hey Safari, if you killing the whole game, got if you got eyes are, first. If you are, 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 if you are an adonic specimen, my hat's off to you. Uh, I'm happy for you. Um, I wish you all the best with that. Does um, me no good either. But way. I don't want to see it. I don't want to be a I, part I get of, no it. <laughs> out of it. Yeah, I get no benefit out of it. So, you know, I'm over here doing my thing, trying to, trying to be my best me. Mm-hmm. What
2: what
0: I do is I just accept whatever it is the the general consensus is, you know what I'm saying, it's just like you know it's crazy because when these things happen, even if I've never seen it, it still gets kind of burned into like oh that's mm-hmm. a, that was a thing, like back in the day, there was a thing when Brad Pitt was apparently photographed naked or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it was not impressive from from uh, the accounts that, it, that were
3: it did spark a little conversation that I guess we could touch on briefly um before we move on to Black Panther, but <clears throat> There, there were some some ladies who mentioned the Blick penta The uh, Blick uh, mentioned, oh, ladies, y'all cool with Safari having naked pics, but y'all not cool with Kim Kardashian having naked pics. Which one is it? Let's not, you know, shame each other. Blah blah blah. Kim, I don't know. Well, first of all, Kim Kardashian a, was like in a. In a, in, a, in a flick. Well, I'm saying that I don't have... Well, no, Kim Kim K has S- released... Subsequently, like, she was in. Like she had naked pictures.
2: That's yeah. what I was going to say. Like, okay, but, you know, we had just seen one glimpse of her titties. Like, all right. But every time I turn around, she's got her titties out. She's posing naked with her ass. She's showing us her chocha. Like, just...
3: I just I don't have a dog in the fight one way or so another. No. I just thought it was a valid point that was raised. Mm-hmm. Like if people either it's okay for people to, you know, show their says naked or or it's not. Like if somebody makes that point, is that a valid point? Because mm-hmm. if you say as long as it as, as long as it's um artistically done or something like that, well, now you're getting into subjective thinking. Who determines whether or not I think people so just tired of Kim
0: Kardashian.
3: That's now? what it is. And I think that might be it. I think that's, that's, that's really what, what it and is. And so is it Kim Kardashian's problem or is it the problem of the people who are just tired of Kim Kardashian.
0: A little bit of both. Because
3: if she's just doing what she want to do, obviously, yeah. she doesn't...
0: She's making that money. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
3: She's fine with what she's doing.
2: Her I will husband argue, seems to be
3: fine with what she's doing. So
2: I will argue there was artistic merit to um, Safari's penis <laughs> pick.
0: And you know what? Well, was, it, was it cropped well? <laughs> no. We, no, and we, actually, you know what? We, don't we even cannot, answer that. Because you'll actually argue. answer that like, like explicitly. Yeah. And I don't need that in my life. I, I told you this was I not a pleasant day for me. I to see a little
2: more grooming. Oh, a okay. um,
0: okay, little see, manscaping. It's like, always a good thing. Like, like I said, uh, uh, this wasn't a pleasant day for me. Don't make it worse for me. <laughs> like, like, you know. so, are yeah.
1: they the same? I mean, he's on Love and Hip Hop. Aren't they the same?
0: Yeah. Safari? The same Safari? Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm saying him and Cardani Kardashian. Kardashian, they're the
2: same. They're reality stars. No.
0: I don't. I, I I think I think Safari is on on a very small stage. His stage might have gotten a little bit brighter for the for the for the meantime or I whatever.
1: Mean, he's, frequently, he's frequently shirtless.
0: Yeah, that's his Selling thing. Selling like coconut oil. That's that's his thing. He does and, that. I think a person showing
1: off. Showing off. Uh, he's got to be pretty showing off his dick in you know, saying uh, boxer briefs.
3: I, I don't. Okay. I, I think if a I, mean, I think if a person draws uh, similarities or correlations between Kim Kardashian and and Safari, I, I think the correlations are valid.
0: I would that's have to I'm
1: agree. Saying. He's just I, got I, a yeah. smaller state.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, so
1: he's slightly less annoying because he's just less. Annoying.
0: No, he's he's the very little I know about him. He's pretty annoying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not like less annoying because he's not everywhere. Right. Okay. That's not his thing.
0: But here's the thing: if he was in the same spaces that Kim Kardashian was. I'll be way more annoyed with him than Kim Kardashian, is all I'm saying. Why? Just like, I, again, I don't watch enough reality TV. I'm not going to say I never watch it because that would be like dishonest. Um, every now and then, like reality TV can be entertaining if you understand it is what it is. Mm. Um, the little bit I've seen of him or whatever, it's just like.
3: Not your cup of tea.
0: Nah, man. It's just like, nah, it's like you, you. you yeah, I don't think you represent black men well. Mm. and that, that that's a fucked up judgment to make or assessment or opinion to have maybe but that's just how I feel when I look at him. i just think like Man, yo he's clownish. Yeah, I mean, if
3: you, I think he's a caricature, that's he, what I think. I think Is that, that might
2: what be, everyone that's on a love and
3: That's a fair assessment. I can't I mean, say everybody's in, like that. On anyone who's representing them, anyone who's putting themselves in the public eye, they're representing something, whether it's intentional or unintentional. Yeah, uh, okay. they are a representation of whatever they can be connected to or, or you know correlated with. I here's here's what I could say.
0: I can look at I can look at I can look at for for example, staying within like the VH1. To be fair, because there's a different type of reality TV when you talk about VH1, right? Mm-hmm. So if you, I can look at, like, Rich Dollars. Rich, the, the manager dude, and not that his name? He's or? also
2: a caricature.
0: He, But at the same time, he's actually somebody who actually has his own business and is doing some shit, though. At least I can say, like, okay, he's managing the work, the work, something? The work, the work, he has some business acumen, maybe? What
2: is that dumb shit he and some of those other loving hip-hop people, can't? the... Oh, what is it? Like, I don't know. It's some stupid gang they came up. Not gang, like, shoot them out. It's a, it's Unless you a, shoot it's them like out crew, your Like penis. a crew, like a posse. Yes, a posse, if you will. Um... <laughs> Of like, yeah, we just some ain't shit niggas out here fucking these bitches and oh, that's what we I don't are. I wanna
3: be part of that posse.
2: Well, I didn't say it was a good posse. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I mean,
3: I enjoy being part of a good posse, but I, that doesn't sound like a posse. I want to participate. So
2: in. like he's a caricature. I'm too. not saying they're he's
3: all, not and I wasn't trying
0: to suggest all that he was. Ridicu-
2: I mean, like Safari's out here selling the prime coconut oils.
3: Okay, no way, I just don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Black Panther. Yeah. Speaking of coconuts, I had a really good Mardi Gras on the. Uh,
2: <laughs> People love coconuts. On the Black
3: Panther, the Black Panther.
2: Okay,
0: first and foremost, uh, I think everybody here thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, Christy said that she
3: did not see. Oh
0: well, like Christy didn't see it, but that's why yeah. we're not going to spoil it. But, well, but I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to. I, yeah,
3: I, I, I did make it. a statement on social she media that I gave y'all to time to watch this movie, and I'm about to start spoiling the fuck out of it. I don't uh, know. want spoiling on this one though. Uh, why?
0: We can still what? talk about it, but we don't have to spoil, spoil it. Though, right. there's much Tell me, you're intelligent enough to have.
2: The person we're trying no. to hide from—it's not even is that, possible.
0: but 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 it's it's also the listeners. I'm give saying. a shit.
2: Not, you, no fuck that. This is not
1: a movie podcast. I don't because care. This is not a movie podcast. You should not be listening to us with any expectation that we are not going to spoil something. Thank you. And this is the person said, who hasn't
3: seen it.
2: I said. <laughs> People, I think I think we talked about it enough before it came out. I said, look, I'm doing spoilers. I don't care. I'm treating and this I, movie like hot milk in the sun. I'm about to spoil this spoiled. shit. I mean, yes. I
1: feel like prefails were strong enough that like, you know what I'm saying? If you haven't
2: seen it, you didn't want to see it. Right. If you've not seen it, then
3: okay. we're about to spoil this shit like baked mayonnaise. It's about to be spoilt hmm. in this joint. And that's Come our on. show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 so you gonna
1: take your ball and go home.
2: <laughs> so visually no, we, we it was about. gorgeous.
3: Go. No, it oh, was. Yeah. That you know what? I've been saying this since the moment I <clears> finished completed watching the first movie. I have stopped the first time. You the mean. first time, yeah, because yeah, you've seen it multiple, it multiple times. times yes. uh, I have stopped comparing Black Panther to other superhero movies and started comparing Black Panther to other movies, uh, just in the pantheon of cinema, because it has all those elements. The, there are many elements in Black Panther that just take it beyond a superhero movie. The fact that Ryan Coogler was so careful so to incorporate so much culture. And so much representation and the social aspects that he touched on, and he didn't shy away from, but still did it artfully in a way that was integral to the storyline. The way it was so beautifully mm-hmm. written, and and the and way shot, the
2: yes. costumes, the oh, jewelry, cinematography, the uh, the even the music. I can't pronounce the z- word z- right. Z- oh. z- 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 that, that joke
0: is vicious. In the, I that, don't
2: know what you're talking about. That was so, in the in the casino
0: joint. Can, when, I, like, can uh, I finish McCoy talking, talking finish? before you
2: start making noises? i was <laughs> <just> getting excited. <laughs> the, no, I can't um, be excited.
3: <laughs>
0: the, <laughs> the um
2: Shosa...
3: Open. Oh. Oh,
2: I can't I, yeah I can't Corsa. do that
0: it's like a cliff. yeah Corsa. I can't do that I'm sorry Corsa. I'm not
2: trying Corsa. to be offensive I'm just southern yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um <laughs> One the of way 11 dialects yeah yes That's how you say the just the fact that they you know use that dialect in in the film throughout and the um even the, the the casino scene where he was very intentional with the red black and green mm-hmm. and giving a shout out to pan-africanism and had claw wearing the blue because that was like the color of yeah, colonization, colonization and just like Speak on it. yes he was like Doing like everything was so very intentional. It's not like he phoned in a moment of this. And then the actors, <sighs> every look, actor, everybody knows,
3: every actor. crushed their role. I
2: adore most stuff, but Denai Guerrero, look, Mama can get it repeatedly, <laughs> however she wants it. Pitching, serving, I'm at service to you, General. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I respect this movie so much. Like they're they're like our like bad like you know sexual <clears throat> jokes that have come to mind, and I just like don't tell them. Like y'all know me, a joke come to mind, I tell the joke. I tell volume jokes. I just tell them and just let the let the chips fall where they may. I, I'm like you know what, I'm I am reverent of this movie.
2: The a thing though, Killmonger, I struggled. Cause sometimes I was sitting in that movie like, I, I understand you. you're supposed to be a villain. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm very, trying to find a lie right now. He
3: was very effectively humanized. Right. And he played the Michael B. Jordan played the role in a very humanizing way. Um the story uh used a lot of legitimate real history uh to give his performance more gravity. And though I don't agree with His methodology, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of sympathy for the character because specifically as a black American, Mm -hmm. I understand exactly where he was coming from. And there's a part, different sizes and different people, but there's a part of Mm -hmm. all of us who would like to get our hands around some oppressor throat. And and choke oh, some, you like to choke some, people though. Choke some liberation out of it. Yeah,
2: but yeah, I think I think that like people though. So. I think the thing well, that pushed like him over. People.
3: Well you do
0: it enough. You feel like, you like Wait a
2: it. minute. Wait a
0: minute. Yeah. Wait. I'm I sorry.
2: Haven't choked anyone in years. <laughs>
0: no. It, I was choked nothing. last week.
2: I think oh, the thing that pushes him <laughs> over <laughs> is <laughs> I,
0: so, I love Lamp
3: the Blink. <laughs>
2: not so much the, I love the, desk. The, the reasoning oh, Jesus. but like the extremity of it I'm done because it was
3: <laughs> what's your safe word oh, okay no we're not we're not going down that road
2: who needs safe words that's exactly what I was about to say Jeez, like we geez, have we are in tune forward. You know exactly how long safe I can go word. without oxygen. Come oh, on,
3: I need a safe word.
2: Saying harder,
3: I need a safe word. I, <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: safe word.
3: I, I don't. I don't want to. I, I mean, if find you're doing
2: out. it right, I can't say my safe word anyway, so safe words don't matter. Right. I don't want, David, <laughs> I want
3: to have a David Carradine. I don't want to be like your your level was higher than that was my self affixation that That's uh, different. His level was, so that level was higher than his own level.
0: He didn't have He didn't have He didn't have a way to get himself out of that right. situation. That's oh what his problem was. Like don't bind you yourself and choke yourself. Right. Yeah, he was like I'm gonna start this a, with no, this party can't.
3: without you. That was you his
0: problem. You need a bound,
3: buddy.
1: Yeah. You need something. a Boyer. Yeah.
2: Hey. You can't oh, tie me, yourself you can up auto- and hang yourself and expect to live. Yeah, you In the hotel auto- closet of a
3: <laughs>
0: Like, like you couldn't get like, like I'm gonna do this. At, I should be laughing at that, but it's just like, yeah, that's just. Well, I don't yeah. want to find
3: out the wrong way that your level is higher than my level. I die. I don't. <laughs> that wanna, would be terrible. I don't want to die to find out. <laughs> that would Oh, be, I thought I was gully. I wasn't as gully would as she
0: terrible. was.
2: My bad.
0: I'd be terrible. I'm like. dead. Yeah. Oh, that that it would be just as bad to find out that like your level was higher than hers. Exactly. It's just like like oh shit, she's dead.
2: <laughs> I'm like ah, uh, but but officer.
0: Yeah, yeah, she asked for it She asked for it Did Yeah that's she... it. I, don't, I, don't, I don't play them games
2: yeah, it's, all, it's a trust game So yeah I think <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust easy
0: Go ahead I'm sorry So
2: I think Yeah The, oh, the, the issue The whole issue With Killmonger Was not Not his thinking It wasn't his rationale <laughs> It wasn't even his desire To like Enact vengeance Exact vengeance But it was The, the scale upon which He wanted to do it Because right. it was basically like
1: Kill them all Yeah he didn't care who
3: had to die,
2: right. and that was my
3: Yo, opinion. the was, line
2: that might
0: have slipped was when he's like, they're children too. I was yes. like, oh,
3: shit. No, like, it was not lost on
0: Slim. Like, I was like, oh. His like, name was the Killmonger. Babies, the
1: baby
2: stuff? We ain't got
1: time. But, but but look, seriously, look.
3: Uh-oh.
1: I'm not saying that I promote any kind of violence against but you, anybody, but, you, but, but you. I am saying that if we're going to go out and commit, real acts of vengeance. You got to wipe the motherfucking slate clean because we ain't got time for motherfuckers to be popping up you know what I'm saying. All uh, What, what is it?
0: Uh, Vengeful? You know, We're about to start calling you Christy
1: Killmonga. Like the dude from that movie y'all love. Uh, what is it? The Serpent and the Rainbow? Or, or what, what, uh, mm. the dude. I'm, I'm whatever, whatever. Serpent and the Rainbow is voodoo. My father's death. We ain't got time for that shit. We ain't got time for no grandchildren or children coming to avenge their mama and daddy's death. So if you going to go out and wipe out a people. You, I'm sorry to say, you got to wipe out the babies too because we ain't got time for that. Uh, I ain't say it was right,
3: <laughs> you're saying, I as ain't a logistical say,
1: procedure, I ain't saying it's right? But I'm I saying say I, I understand, understand
0: right? you're not opinions saying that, like, flash it's, flash hard, it's
1: easy to stomach, but I am saying that if we gonna go. And you know what I'm saying? Wage war on motherfuckers, then let's go wage war on motherfuckers for real.
3: As a strategic
1: protocol. We got protocol. Time for half measures. Right, look, look, survivors are half measures.
2: Mm. Killmonger was dropping them gems, though. Hey. You so concerned about this, you ain't even thinking about what you're putting in your body.
3: Man. Killmonger played that character. I'm, I'm sorry. going to take Michael off your B. hands, Jordan. though. He, now he's real. Now he's Killmonger. Amen. Right. man, Before that,
0: he was Wallace. Hey. Where's Wallace? Where I'm is Wallace. Wallace? I didn't realize he was like from The Wire. I, I forgot. Mm-hmm. It's been that long. Yeah, but, he was real young on The Wire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. I
2: was like, damn, that was Wallace. But you know one of the interesting things to me? What's that? Even the people that died, there was no like gruesome death. Yeah. Like when the girl got shot, you it's didn't see PG-13. blood. still 13 Right. But yeah. Deadpool has showed us it didn't have to be. Um, Like when he cut the um one of the uh, Dora Malaje's neck.
0: There's no blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought that was I, I I noticed that from the very beginning as well. Um, that is there there's been a concerted effort from the movie industry to tamp down like um certain elements in the movie to make sure it gets to PG thirteen. Cause statistically speaking, Deadpool is an outlier. Most R-rated movies do not actually like brag up a lot of money, box office-wise. Mm. Like Deadpool had a cult following for years in the comic book industry. And it just had the right time and the right actor, right direction, right script to make it pop and do what it did. Um, Black Panther, they probably weren't willing to take that risk. I think they still would have had a relatively high turnout, but I saw a lot of people with their kids at the movie theater each time I went. So I don't know if they had like, you know, like blood and guts and all that stuff. I don't know if it's the same.
3: Same also, turnout. also have a lot of pride when I uh, look at videos and I see Ryan Coogler, um super talking West about Coast. his work. Like, he is completely super West Coast. When now, you look about, right he's here. straight out the West Side when I told you about these I told movies. you. I told you. Yeah. And no code switching. This no. is just a dude who is great at his craft, who has honed his skill, but he is who he is. And I think that there's something to be said for that. Um, Thirty-one years old. Thirty-one years old can write his own ticket in Hollywood um, after having uh, three <coughs> magnificent movies. One of them now a international blockbuster. Um,
2: Definitely going to make a billion dollars. Yeah. There's just
3: there's so many, so many. I mean, it Already was, half, it, was halfway, it
0: was halfway. It was halfway worldwide. there the first weekend. <laughs> Seven hundred million worldwide right now. <laughs> Plus,
3: yeah. And it, and the movie is sparking so many conversations. Lee and I were talking about this earlier today. It's sparking so many conversations about race, about representation, about history, because it's not a historical movie. It's a comic book movie. So you're not going to learn, you know, a whole bunch about history from the movie. Uh, but the level of representation in the way certain social points were made, it's prompting and provoking conversations amongst people who would not usually be having those conversations.
2: The women will save
3: you. That's another thing that I loved about the movie. I loved how you have...
0: There were no damsels in distress.
3: You have an intelligent African king who at multiple points in the movie Relyed defers yeah. to the strong, intelligent women that he has surrounded himself with.
0: Mm-hmm. And relied upon him. Like, and that's that's the purpose of the Dora Milaje. Trusted their judgment. Yeah. like When he went on his missions, that's who he rolled with. Um, he the had his woman mother, woman who he got counsel from and, and like comfort from. Yeah. Um, they pulled him back for the brink. Um trusted him to help him, like in terms of like getting things in order. And I mean, like, yeah, I'm like, like honestly, like you know, what black man, you know, made it in this world without a black woman. Hey,
3: and look,
2: deny
0: chocolate. chocolate. No.
2: you better come through and represent no, for La-Pita's the ball. Like, La-Pita. They- La-Pita. Oh my God,
0: yo, from the time chocolate. she was in the, the back of that truck with a little with a little joint on her head, uh, she just glowing like the way they did her. Man, look. I've been a Lupita fan for a minute. This took me to another level. Can I we also it, just give a? Big.
2: Can we also <laughs> give a special shout out to Mbaku, Winston Duke?
3: <laughs> yeah. You gonna start barking? at. Six foot five. You gonna start barking at white folk when they. You they, do not talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <this, this. laughs> <gasps> <gasps> feed you to my children. <laughs> I don't get it. I'm kidding. We are vegetarians. You done? <laughs>
0: yeah. are, you are, you done? done? are you done? Are you done? No,
3: seriously, are you are you
2: done? <laughs> yes, that's a no. that's a lot of six foot five West Indian man.
0: Um, I, I thought, I, I will say, I thought that again, all the stuff that you guys said, I thought like the colors, how they did the spirit plane, the nuances of how the spirit the plane was actually, uh, ancestral plane, how the nuances were different. Um, actually the last time, um, you saw it, um, there's some notable, noticeable differences that I picked up the first couple of times. There's so many different things that you could pull out from this movie, um, Hey, the, the lines that they had. One of my favorite lines. It was kind of innocuous.
2: Don't scare me like that, colonizer. <laughs>
0: That's probably one of the best lines. Um, um, an innocuous line that I love is
2: "Stand up,
0: you, you are a king. king." It's like, 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 how dare Tell you? Tell them who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it was it was just so many times where I feel like the script was sparing me
2: in the ocean because even my ancestors knew it was barren. Better to help me out. <laughs> Bury me in the ocean. Like my ancestors that jumped over the death. side who knew that death was, was better, better than bondage. bondage. Yeah. Gotta come through Killmonger. Yo, ho tip killing ass motherfucker. Who,
3: who probably ain't, ain't ain't dead. But <laughs> another discussion. <gasps> uh, but I also
0: also also <gasps> cause wanna we say didn't see we Um because we, we, talk, we talked we talked about Killmonger, we talked about Lupita, uh, Forest Whitaker obviously killed it, mm-hmm. Chadwick Bozeman obviously Rudy. did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um everybody killed it.
2: Well Cobbie still got that horrible Horrible decision making skills.
0: I see. That there are a couple questions great. that we, like because we had that conversation on Friday in terms of like like but they they just started the civil war. This shit ain't like no like any like kumbaya like we we all cool again jive. after this. There's some problems we gotta like like we are gonna have to have some conversations after this after we after we come. But I want to say that Andy Circus killed his role.
3: Oh yeah, Andy Circus was good. He like was, like he he, was a, like he was every scene scene, moment
0: yeah. he was on screen, it was just entertaining to watch him work because like. For those who are not familiar with Andy Serkis, I know this is like a black cast, and I'm not taking away from any of that. But I'm also a movie fan, and so to see Andy Serkis, who I know has been Caesar from um, from the all Planet the, the new Apes Planet, Apes Planet Ape movies, of the Apes series of movies, um, Gollum and and Smeagol yeah. from Lord of the Ring rings.
2: So we're talking about one of the white guys, right? Yeah, now? we're talking about we're talking, about we're talking talking about <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. we're talking we're talking about claw. <laughs> But, like, everything he did was just, like, so big. And he just, he just like, mm-hmm. he, was, he was super yeah, dope. In I was his, dropping
2: a mixtape. That shit was
0: hilarious. He was hilarious, though, right? Hey, come here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Come, here, come, here. Come, here, come, here. come here, come here. Come here, come here. You, you, you can go. It's, it's, just okay. it's okay. It's okay. Come here. <laughs> yo, he's like, yo, everything he to did was really like good. Amateurs. I mean, I just think, again, the acting was phenomenal. The writing was dope. The cinematography was dope. Um, I had a couple little nitpicky parts that I won't discuss, like, on air. Because I don't want to, like, taint anybody who hasn't seen it yet. Um, I'll let them make that decision. If you want to holler at me about it offline, we can do that. Um, but I've seen it three times. I just saw it again last night, um, and I will likely see it a fourth time before it's all said and done.
2: I have a nitpicky thing. You with those damn Twizzlers? <laughs> Sitting there trying to watch the movie, and all you hear is like,
3: "Oh, you know, me. he got a he got a fever." For Twizzlers and the only prescription is
2: Twizzlers. It's
3: a Twizzle. Boy, Twizzlers
2: need more th- cowbell. Th- I was like, it's th- th- so loud. Th- 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 it is so loud. That bag is loud. I was just sitting you like... You got to not apologize. If you did, I didn't hear you because I couldn't hear you over the rapper.
1: like you got to rip it open down the side so you can just pull them apart.
2: Nah, girl. He wasn't doing that. mm
0: if I think about it, I open it like at the beat, before the movie starts. That way, you don't have that problem. I just clearly didn't think, didn't about, think it. about it. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't.
2: I was just you thought so about happy. eating them bitches though, because you still open that bag hey, up. Man, I there. was
0: on a mission. I was just so happy to be sitting there with my brother, mm-hmm. my homegirl, my nephew. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was just a like perfect you
2: know, opportunity. Let's take them, yeah. them together to, eat to Open somebody. up a loud ass bag of Twizzlers
0: for more Twizzlers. I Sorry. was like, hey, what is hey. your brother? I remember candy. but seriously though folks (laughs) that is actually going to be our show Uh, we've definitely stayed in longer than anticipated we again thank you for your listenership we hope that the conversation regarding um, uh, gun reform legislation something a conversation we hope it's been enlightening or you know helped you maybe get some different thoughts or or angles on it Um,
1: can I say one last thing about gun control sure as a black person, please, you know what I'm saying? I, I'm not for weapons of war, but you know what I'm saying? I personally want to keep myself safe from white people should some shit pop off. So um, I like my handguns and my long guns.
0: I ain't mad at you. I don't think anybody's disagreeing nope, with that. Nope, um, We're on the same page. Uh, so with that being said, <laughs> ladies I'm and gentlemen, I feel, with
3: like, a
1: I feel like black people aren't often vocal enough about the fact that on some level, guns keep us safe in this country from the colonizers. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. At least then, Okay, so what? What I wanted to ask is, what are your thoughts regarding gun reform and gun control? What you, do you have any solutions, or opinions in terms of like in terms of what we said, something we missed? Let us know. Hit us up. On the website, www.flashblackradio.com On the group, at Flashback Radio Or Flashback Radio um, On uh, Twitter and Facebook Um, You can also check us out on IG, Flashback Radio Uh, We are on Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, SoundCloud A bevy of places where you listen to podcasts Check us out there We're still working towards uh, uh, Spotify Um, We'll see what happens But until next time, we are The Usual Suspects I am DaVinci Parks A.K.A. Leaving at the third, A.K.A. the Ho'tep uh, Whisperer. Um, You're
2: a whisperer now, nigga.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I thought I, you know. was like
2: a halfway Ho'tep. Now you just whisper.
0: I don't like. I don't want people calling me a halfway Ho'tep at the street. That that'd be problematic. That that might be a fight. You you ain't, know, ain't no Ho'tep, wh- man. Ain't no Ho'tep. <laughs> <laughs> <Ain't no half laughs> Across me, I have the one and only. That's double in the building. Good to, m- to see y'all again. To my left, I have
2: T. Ridge here, known known as Akoye.
0: Akoye and of course, then we have. Indeed, we thank you so also much. Also known for as Christy list- Kilmonger, <laughs> <laughs> and we thank you so much for your listenership. We uh we hope that you come back next week and the week after that. Until then, please like, talk, discuss, share, and also like you know rinse, wash, repeat, all that good stuff. Stay blessed, stay
3: woke. One, yeah, definitely wash your ass and stuff. Like
0: oh, I was saying about the dental whole thing. They don't believe in dentists. There was a study that went out that said like a third of millennials go two days or longer without brushing their teeth.
3: Uh, that's a recipe for disaster,
0: yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and like, um, wow. another, another five of like, I think, um, one, um, five out of ten, I think it was, I could be off on that, mm-hmm. was like, um, they brush your teeth once a day, mm-hmm. so that's why I was like, yeah, oh. I, 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 I was, we were raising A generation of like, you know, th- actually three times a day when I was a kid. I mean, you gotta
3: be careful because you don't want to like, brushing all the enamel off is like a legitimate concern, but like. You, you still gotta, you gotta get that stuff. Yeah, we get restorative toothbrush. You gotta we get, get that stuff off your teeth and out of your gums. I mean, it, 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 food rots. Yeah, <laughs> you can get that man
0: off your tongue, yeah. that shitty man off your tongue.
1: <laughs> I just don't like See the kid teeth, is big and so I don't understand how it is that they like don't their teeth feel dirty to them? Yeah, teeth?
3: like my
0: teeth. I he hate that like, feeling. Uh, I have it now because huh? I just, I just had pizza.
3: Yeah, I gotta like at the end of the day, like I'm like, mm, I can't go to That's, sleep like this. If you eat, if you eat yeah, certain things, can't you take you can the
2: day that. into the next day. Mm-mm,
3: nah, nah, nah. Plus, it helps like you wake up feeling a little pristine when you get up in the morning. Yeah, man. He was like, if
0: you go to if you go to bed without brushing your teeth and wake up the next morning, you can just feel the fault just festering. Like, Which I do sometimes if I, I've
2: been drinking excessively. It happens. Just
0: like wake up like. Keep
2: going. Keep going. Ginger not gingivitis. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. We missed some steps. <laughs> <laughs> Did we?